Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Thank you very, very much for making us a part of your day, your week, your month, your lives. We greatly appreciate it. Jake Scott with you from our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Gordon Monson safely social distancing at Casa de Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? How, uh, doing great, Gordo. How are you, buddy? Hanging yeah, out I'm doing. I'm doing well. Doing as well as as possible under the circumstances. But uh, it's a beautiful day out there today. Uh, I just blue sky and sunshiny. I like it. You doing anything specifically to avoid uh, madness uh, these days? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this, uh, this explains a lot, but I'm not doing anything any different than I normally do. So if I'm usually a little crazy, then maybe I still am. Okay. I just wondered. I mean, you know, the, all of us are doing little things. I mean, uh, I've been uh, doing the Sadie selection thing uh, every morning, but I mean, I'm playing records like absolute crazy. I think I'm driving my wife nuts. Uh, she said, uh, She said, I'm picking the next one. This is what she said the other day. She goes, I'm picking the next record. And then she looks at, uh, at Sadie and goes, because I can't stand any more of daddy's hippie crap. <laughs> okay. So that was pretty funny. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that was. That is funny. Good. Well, we're all doing things a little bit uh, differently, obviously, as you mentioned, the social distancing, and uh, for some folks, you know, the isolation does get. They love their families, but uh, they don't want to be jammed under the same roof with them, twenty four seven. Right. You know, uh, there are more difficult ways to sacrifice than that, but I am finding myself. Doing some things that I I usually don't do. Now, I've always had an affinity for certain movies, and there have been some movies that I have wanted to check out, Jake, that I have never really taken the time to to do. And so last night at about, ah, I don't know what time it was, near midnight, I decided it would be a good idea, a good time to watch Citizen Kane. Have you never seen that? Now, I have seen it, I think, a long, long time ago, and I've seen bits and pieces since, but I've never really watched it start 
to finish at least within memory. And there, I did not off uh, a couple of times early in the film, but uh, I, I watched. Yeah, I watched it through to its uh, to its end last night. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, Orson Welles. Uh, what are the yeah. RKO Productions? I mean, amazing. There, there are some things. And the point is not to dissect Citizen Kane. I mean, but the point is that we're all doing things maybe a tad bit differently than than we normally would. But anybody who likes film has to see Citizen Kane, don't they? I mean, nah. Cr- critics absolutely love that movie, and but I, I, you know, I know that Austin is Mister Hollywood around here, but I would venture a guess that he. Probably wouldn't like that show. I hate it. I hate it with a burning fire. You're absolutely right. Do you really? Yes. Why? And why? It is so slow and so boring and so old. (laughs) Yeah, but we're talking about the movie that most film critics champion as the all-time best. Then they haven't seen Rogue One, a Star Wars story. (laughs) (laughs) Who, uh, Citizen Kane, uh, and now I'm going blank, it's, it's not, uh, isn't it uh, Hearst, William Randolph Hearst, who, well, it's, uh, who it's loosely based on? It's, loosely. Well, I don't, know loosely. About, I don't know about loosely, but the Hearst, like the whole Hearst machine tried to make sure that that movie was never made. There's actually a really interesting story behind uh, basically it even getting produced at all. Because yeah. uh, there was there was some pe- there were some very powerful people that wanted to kind of stand in its way. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I have I did after I finished re- uh, watching it, I uh, looked it up on online and was reading about it uh, just to see to inform myself further because it's such a, a movie of renown. So I had to, I had to see it and uh, and it, it is I can see why Austin might not have the patience for it. Uh, it is, you know, one of the things that I think younger people forget is that there have been a lot of smart people around for a long time, you know, and there are some some snapshots of human nature presented in that movie that are it's nuanced. It's uh, some of it is not particularly subtle, but it, it I, I found it fascinating. I, I, did, really I didn't did. say they were idiots. I said they made a bad, boring movie. That's, that's <laughs> all. You know, young whippersnappers these days, they never don't like when uh, black and white movies well, were really good. I, I wasn't speaking specifically to you when I was ah. talking about that part of it. Uh-huh. But, but you know, it's I can understand why critics found it. Uh, I mean, it's a story not of success, but of failure. And that's, for 1941, I, I, I found that... Uh, a little on the dark side, but but interesting nonetheless. You know what? Not a surprise to me at all that you would identify with the the lead character in that movie. Well, I mean, we are about the same age, and you know the the vast fortunes and all that. Oh, please! Uh, come on. You know that that whole thing. Wonder if he ever did any yard work? <laughs> now, I doubt it. Not a chance, See, actually. See, Austin thought Xanadu was just a movie that <laughs> Olivia New John was in, right? <laughs> Who's she? <laughs> yeah, that's still, that's still way before your time. <laughs> is, uh, is, brother. Is she the one that you went to see uh, that Dick Harmon paid for you to get in to see the show on his birthday? Uh, I don't know if Dick paid, but somebody paid. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Olivia Newton-John. Uh, and and I, that has been mischaracterized by PK so many physical, times. Physical, physical. 
It has been mischaracterized, as I said. <laughs> I wasn't. He makes it sound like you know, like I was throwing singles up on the stage or something. It, it, that, that's that's not the way it was. <laughs> I was just enjoying the trip down memory lane. Okay, all right. Hey, Gordon. Before we get into the sports news of the day, I do want to address something. And actually, we just got a tweet about this, and I'm glad we did because I did want to address it. Uh, not only because uh, Salt Lake City Golf is a great partner of ours, but uh, it's an activity maybe folks can do. Evan tweets into the show. He says, uh, "What's your thoughts on golf courses reopening? I love to golf. I feel as it uh, it is a chance to get out of the house. There is enough social distancing in playing. Many pro shops are taking precautions." as you have to prepay online thoughts. I did want to get to that because Salt Lake City Golf is reopening, and I think that is terrific news. Um, a, a few weeks ago, before all these restrictions happened, I did play golf, Gordon, and they have the cups sticking up out of the green, and I was paying attention to uh, the, the contact. You know, amidst this whole thing, how can you not? We're all paying attention to that, right? And I did not make contact with anything that was not my own throughout the entire nine holes. It was pretty interesting, and I didn't come into contact with anybody, and uh, stayed. it was easy to stay distanced, and I thought that that was terrific news when I saw that at Salt Lake City Golf is opening back up, because I agree with our tweeter Evan there that seems like a great activity to help folks you know pass the time get through this and as we were talking about maintain a a little sanity so I did want to get to that today get outside swing the club clear the mind because you got to clear the mind before you swing the club yep because if in your backswing if if you're if you're thinking about you know uh, personal problems or something in the middle of your backswing you're not going to hit it pure I couldn't agree so, more. you got so to clear the mind. It gets, it gets back to what I said last week about meditation and its usefulness. Breathe in, breathe out. you got to exorcise all that baggage that's in your head so that you can swing that, that, that five-iron pier. And if you do, you will. And it's cool, like uh, Evan was saying on on Twitter. You know, like a lot of businesses, Gordon, it feels like we've we've talked a lot about this. How people are adapting to be to be safe and to to continue on. Uh, you you pay your greens fees uh, fees all online, and you actually don't even come into contact with somebody to play around. You can't add. There's no carts. Uh, you've you've got to walk or bring your own cart, and and so it seems to me. And I, again, I'm not a doctor, but this is this is a good thing because the risk of of transmission, I would I would think, would be pretty low. So and just getting outside, like you said, th- that's that's terrific. Plus, we I'm could glad. all use a big swear fest. And what is a, a, an outing of golf Great without point. those? Yeah. Great point. It, it, are you saying, Austin, that maybe? You know, uh, after a bad shot, we get a little more upset than we normally would. Just as yeah. kind of a, a release, uh-huh. just I'd kind say, of one of those. Yeah. I'd say there's a reason there's no churches on any golf courses. Yes, right. I I like that. So we a can good all walk spoiled. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we can all use it as an excuse to let out our cursing desires uh, when maybe people won't be offended. I like that. And I've always like been that. told that the golf course is the one place where it's a, where nobody can judge you for swearing. Hey, you amen know? to that. Yeah, you just you just you, that's one place. And I've I've golfed with some fairly quote unquote righteous guys through the years and I've heard them swear up a blue streak. For example, <laughs> I don't want to mention anybody by name. But but I will say this. Are, are we saying uh, uh quorum of the 12 uh quorum and higher? <laughs> I don't want to get into it. But uh, so, oh, hey, hey. Wow. Wow. That, that, now, Jake, Current Jake, or former? No, no, I don't, like I said, I don't want to get specific, but I will, uh, uh, Jake, uh, we, as, since the cup was up 
I'm just wondering, is it easier to cheat? Define cheat. I mean... <laughs> like, it's easier to make a putt. It definitely is, because okay. you can... All you got to do is hit it. You've just got to hit the cup, Nick right? It. Yeah, right. And that would have lipped out. That would have blown right on by had you been putting normally, right? But, I mean, is that something you really care about right now? <laughs> or are you just going to be happy <laughs> that you're outside doing something? Be like, I, I'm sorry, Austin. That putt would have rimmed out under normal circumstances. In a yeah. COVID-free environment, I'm, I'm, that's yeah. at least two strokes for you, pal. <laughs> Fellas, if I'm out there golfing these days, I'm 20-putting on purpose. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm wasting as much time as I can. Right. I'm stay <laughs> out here as long as I can. Not lipped out another one-footer. Yeah. Try again. So I I was encouraged by that news today that uh, our friends at Salt Lake City Golf are going to find a way to make it happen because I do think that that could be a kind of a positive thing to do for folks out there and and still distance and not put others at danger. So I thought that was good news. Thanks, Devin, for tweeting in and bringing that up. And just finding something healthy to do is uh, always good for the. For the mind and soul well, and it's for good. the body. If oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's good for the immune system too, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what the doctors say, getting some fresh air and exercise and those sorts of things are, are good for us. So I, I was happy about that. You get outside at all today, Gord? I have not been outside so far today. I, I did work out and uh, wrote a couple columns and I did not get on the treadmill yet. I've been, uh, I've been doing that. So I've been, I'll do that after the show, I think. But your, does that count? Or do you have to be outside? Um, I, I what counts or what doesn't? I mean, what what kind of scoreboard are we keeping here? But you, <laughs> I don't know. You, you said it helps the immune system. I, did, I think getting outside would be a good thing, Gordo. I think you should get outside for a stroll or something in the next little bit. That's all. Okay, so even if I go on the treadmill, I should go on a stroll anyway. Yeah, huh? I think so. I think that's okay. good for everybody. Not 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 just for exercise purposes, but for you know, you're somewhere that's not your house purposes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, everybody out there, take note. I know you pick a different wing for a different time of day, and it feels like you're in multiple houses. <laughs> Not at but, all. But, you know. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but uh, I got to admit, uh, last night I did feel like I was in, because I was, I was a little bit sleepy, but I, so I was watching this old movie, uh, and and it, when you watch a black and white older movie, it already is transporting you to a whole different feel. And and so then when I sort of nodded off for two seconds and I I woke back up, I felt I felt like I was maybe on a different planet, a different planet. You know, I talking to you about this whole this whole thing. It kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with Adrian yesterday, who was telling me he was getting uh, annoyed with all these celebrities that were doing these videos from their houses, you know, and uh, and putting them out there on social media because it's like, well, of course you don't mind self-quarantining. Look at that palace. You mean like what, Jack, Bla- what? Jack Black doing that dance in his, on his side yard there? Did you see that one? It's like a tough decision picking which pool to swim in today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's it's almost like a little obnoxious, right? Like, of course, you don't mind being quarantined there. Uh, but yeah, and Adrian, who is uh, self-quarantining uh, in a, you know, a one bedroom condo where I don't know how many hundred square feet Adrian has, but it can't be can't be. Huge, I think it's 100. You know? actually. Yeah, right. Where he's like, well, you know, I might I have to make the decision if I'm going to walk the 10, 10 steps to the bathroom, because at least it's a different room. Well, it, it, it at least it's convenient. <laughs> Jeez, I, mean, I don't know. 
<laughs> Gordon, you are the best. You just never change. Well, think about never it. Jake, you try going east I, wing to west wing via golf cart when the no, golf cart's not charged. No, huh? I think, I think big, houses, big houses are fine for whoever wants one and whatnot, but I, I think they're kind of overrated. All that does is you got to walk. you got to walk a long way to get where you, you want to get. You know, if I didn't uh, think you were at least being somewhat tongue-in-cheek here, I'd be a little offended. <laughs> I'm sorry the burden of making it to the other end of your house. It's good to be rich. so great. No, I'm not talking about me. Stop it. It's good to have a, a big stash of money. <laughs> Here we go. What, I, I could see Lisa in the morning being like, hey, Gordon, what are you going to do today? Well, I, I probably ought to get started early here because i got to make it to the storage room, which is on the other end of the house and back. And if I want to make it back by lunch, I better get grinding. I better pack a snack. <laughs> it's expensive being rich. It's not the case. Stop it, you guys. We're giving everybody the wrong impression. Oh, it feels good to tease you, Gordon, because (laughs) it feels good to laugh. I don't care whether you're rich or you're poor or you're, you know, you're famous or you're infamous or you're nobody knows you. Man, just be safe out there. Be healthy. Live your lives, man. Do everything you can to to make it through this. And, And so many people are being hurt by it. I... I, I I just hope everybody does whatever it is they can, because I find the cross-section of society really interesting. I always have. That's why I really loved writing profiles early in my career, uh, going and interviewing people and getting to know them. Many of them were famous uh, and, and well-known and wealthy because they were great athletes or coaches or whatever. But I have found this, Jake, in in all my years Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has something interesting about their lives. And I know a lot of people out there right now, you might be listening, you're working at home or whatever, and you got us in the background and you hear me say that and you think, oh, my life's not that interesting. I guarantee you that if I interviewed you, I could write a feature article about you that would be every bit as interesting as a member of the Utah Jazz or some... Somebody famous, somebody who you think uh, or the public thinks has uh, all this, these wonderful things going for their lives or whatnot. But everybody that I've, I think, that I've ever talked to, that I've ever interrogated, I mean, interviewed, uh, I, I just find all these interesting tidbits about what they've done in their lives. So anyway, Austin, is it just me or did that feel like Gordon was bragging about himself right there? It started out as I'm just like everyone else. It started out like everyone's really interesting. And then it ended up as I don't care how boring you are. I can write a decent (laughs) feature. That's kind of where it ended up. That's your. (laughs) I did appreciate the word interrogate. No, people always say that. They always say, oh, this isn't very interesting. But, you know, my grandmother was a serial killer. You know, I mean, they, they just don't even. You're st- sometimes subjects are so close to their own lives that they don't think they're interesting, but they are fascinating. That's I, been my experience. I am such a good writer slash interviewer <laughs> that I can make the most boring humans interest. Of everything I just said, I can't believe that that's your takeaway. And by, I mean, by the it way, is astounding to me that that's your takeaway. I'm still that, that was a compliment to everybody out there, including who's living you. A lo- no, <laughs> just uh, everybody. Uh, no, because I'm the interviewer, not the interviewee. 
I'm talking about the people. I'm not talking about me. I'm still also stuck on the size of the house jokes. Uh, go to bed early, everyone. We've got to get an early start if we're going to be able to make it to the mailbox and back. <laughs> got to make the summit tomorrow. <laughs> We've got to make the third floor. So nice. I live in a humble abode that is, that is is nowhere near what you're describing. So knock it off. Uh, Isn't that the name of your boat, Humble Abode? Oh, that's a good name of a boat, though. I really, Trademark. I really like that. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, stay tuned. You know what? Coming up next, we'll get to this plus story of the day. Brett McMurphy was on with DJ and PK this morning. Uh, He had a bunch of interesting things to say about the world of uh, college uh, football. So we'll get to that coming up next. At uh, 4 o'clock, a good friend of mine, head basketball coach at Juan Diego, Drew Trost, is going to be on the show. Uh, We're going to ask him, Gordon, about how they're adapting to continue to teach students, moving online, doing the virtual thing. And I thought we'd check in with somebody in the educational world just on how those students are doing. You know, this cannot be easy for, for kids. I was talking to Scotty a little bit about his kids and uh, and how they're handling this. And he's got, you know, a few different ages there and pretty interesting. So we'll we'll check in with him on that. Top of the 4 o'clock hour. David Locke will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, I wonder if Locke, I wonder if Drew, I wonder if they're living interesting lives. Well, if they're not, I know somebody who can write about it and make it seem interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no. if, I, if, I, if I can make it all the way to the other side of the house where my office is. <laughs> you have the strength. I'll, I'll pack a lunch. Also, for our partner profile today at 350, we're going to check in with our friends at Zero Res. They're out there doing some good work uh, in the community and helping folks, and uh, we're going to talk to them about that. So very busy big show. Stay tuned. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 of the zone band of the day today america selected by gordon and brought to you by live nation concerts by concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com good selection gordon i'm always in the mood for a little america yeah this uh this band was really popular uh during uh, my high school days and college this is not my uh, favorite song of theirs however but i do like america i wonder if this may have been their biggest hit i think it it was, well, this or what, Sister Golden Hair? But it's probably yeah. got to be that, right? One of them. But uh, they, were, they were dominant back in the day. And I remember once I was, went to a jazz game, and whoever was left in America, I think two of the guys, uh, put on a concert at the old Salt Palace after the jazz game. Hmm. That's cool. You think those songs yeah. are bigger than You Can Do Magic? That was pretty big. I don't know. Anyway. You could probably we can probably Google it and figure out what the biggest. Yeah, who wants to do that? Uh, Gordon, let's talk a little college football, shall we? Sure. Uh, Brett McMurphy, he works for Stadium now, but he man, he's worked for about everybody. He's best in the biz when it comes to college football reporting. Um, he was on with DJ and PK talking about the college football season, if there be one. And of course, we talked about his survey. He passed out uh, to athletic directors. We talked to uh, to him about that yesterday. And here's a couple of minutes of Brett's thoughts of kind of what's going on out there in the college football world. First off, the frustrating thing with this is everyone's waiting to get the all clear. Everyone's waiting whenever we're told it's safe and whenever there's no more, you know, stay at home states and all these different things. Whenever 
that happens, then we can move forward. That's the frustrating thing for these athletic directors is they don't know when this will be. Will it be a week from now? Will it be a month from now? Will it be six months from now? Nobody knows. So if the season doesn't start in August, some of the options that the AD said that they're considering are playing a conference-only schedule, which, you know, that would still allow bowl games to happen, the college football playoff, all sort of those things. That, however, would be devastating to the group of five schools who have the one big money road game in the non-conference that would kill the FCS level because their entire budgets are centered around a million dollar payday when they go play a power five opponent. Other options would be making football a two semester sport. Some ADs suggested look if we can't start in August let's start as soon as we can if that's October November and then we'll play into February or March if we have to. Some other ADs suggested look if we can't play in the fall then hey let's let's play in the spring. And it sounds comical, something I would have laughed at a couple of couple of weeks ago, but you know, that could be a reality. If we can't start the season until January, then the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl have the semifinals. Miami's got the national title game. Those games could be going on around Memorial Day. But that's some of the the things that the ADs are looking at and considering. But again, they don't know what they're going to do until they know when they can start this whole process. And so that's kind of what's got them banging their heads against the wall. And ultimately, everybody wants to get the season in because of how much they depend on the, the finances of the revenue generated from college football. You know, Jake, what he was saying there, it strikes me what Larry Scott was suggesting for the Pac-12, that they would need to know by May 31st. Uh, And uh, I think administrators love schedules. They love to have everything all planned out and just so, so they know exactly what's going on, when it's going to happen, all that stuff. And like like, – uh, Brett was talking about there, this is totally tossed in the air right now, and they're going to have to be patient. Yeah, but and uh, I, I think Brett's great, and his, his reporting on this has been great, uh, you know, uh, talking to these athletic directors. But I, I totally agree with you, Gordon. I think you're right on the money about the schedule thing. You know, we're, we're all kind of married to how things are, and I think we're obviously going to have to start thinking outside of the box about everything. I mean, whether we like it or not, Gordon, life is changing after this whole thing. We're going to learn some lessons. We're going we're gonna to adapt some things. Some things are going to stick around. Some things are, are not going to stick around, and, and people just need to, to maybe detach from what they have always done and figure out what is the best way to do going forward. And what I liked most about what he was talking about, why not make it a two-semester sport? I mean, what, why not in, if it were just kind of a one-off situation, but you could figure out a way to get it done? I mean, what would you, you know? What good reason would possibly take that off the table that could not be overcome? And, and I well, think you're right on the money with Larry Scott. I mean, why put a deadline on these things? Why not? Right. Why not see what happens and adapt to what's safe? And I, I like it. I hope that athletic directors are thinking about that. React instead of act. Right. And and if you can't act, then don't freak out because you have to react. And in this case, that's the name of the game. you got to be able to react. And basketball coaches probably wouldn't like it if college football was spilling over into February and March. Uh, that, that would be difficult for them. But because it's football, and football is the big dog, uh, I think everyone is going to acquiesce to what it is. Uh, maybe if he got in the way of the of March Madness, 
then I don't know. There might be some conflicts there. But would people go to football games in the middle of January, in the middle of February, uh, in a cold weather location? I, I don't know if they would or they wouldn't, but they'd at least be able to recoup some of what they'd be losing out on otherwise. And at least the game would be played. And you know what? I, I think we're going to have a thirst for life on the other side of this. I really do. I think there's going to everybody, when this is all said and done, is going to be anxious, and I, I mean that word, anxious, to get outside and get back to normal and get have something to get excited about. I, I think that folks would react to that, and I think that if our problem was that we'd have too, much, too many sports at one time, I think we would all be happy to have that problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yeah. during this time where, where everybody, I just saw a tweet, somebody saying uh, day 21 without sports and then a, you know, a gif of, of uh, Ross Geller from friends saying, I'm fine in like a stressed out way, you know, like people are, are, are missing it greatly. Uh, I don't think anybody would complain uh, saying, oh man, I just watched a college football game and now I've got to watch a college basketball game. What am I going to do? You know, <laughs> I think we would all take that problem. Don't you? Or at least yeah, for a year? I would, yeah, and, and this is a great point, Jake, that so many people are so tied to their normal schedule that they, they, they uh, have a real difficulty adapting. Did you see the story about uh, the NCAA's recruiting dead period uh, being extended? Uh, I did not see that, actually. Yeah, they, I mean, this, this, drives coach, this will drive fo- football coaches crazy. Yeah. But uh, with the backdrop of what we're dealing with now, uh, maybe maybe I'm selling them a little short. Maybe everybody gets it and can put it in perspective, right. and and be flexible enough to to do what's necessary to make it work. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, that's I, I'm you, Gordon. You and I chatted for a long time today before the show, and I am really trying to hold on to my optimism throughout all of this. And I I think there are a lot of folks out there in, in the same boat. And I think stuff like this, when you see people adapting or saying, hey, maybe we could pull this off or whatever, I, I, it gives me hope. And I, I think it all comes down to what we talked about yesterday. You know, safety, of course, is the, is the ultimate caveat. So if you can figure out a way to, to function while being safe, I think that's what the challenge that we all face Right. And so right. I'm glad athletic directors or, or conference commissioners or whatever are, are using this time when they're hanging out at home and doing all these Zoom meetings to say, OK, well, what can we do or how can we prepare or who's got an idea that we can we can look into to see what happens? Because it all comes down to we don't know what's going to happen. So might as well prepare for all scenarios. We've all got the time on our hands. Right. So, I you know, th- look into making it a two semester sport. I want to be optimistic like you are, but I think everything is going to be shoved back. I just when Wimbledon gets canceled and that goes until mid-July, I mean, not, now we're, we're, we're not talking about spring anymore. We're talking about things being affected through the summer. And I, I just I don't know. I want this thing to, to subside. I want this thing to, to go away ASAP, whatever it takes to get make that happen. I'm I'm up for it. But. It's going to push everything back. I just think it will. But if it does, then okay, let's all adapt. Let's all adapt to it and and then move from there. I I just have a hard time picturing, you know, things being normal for in in any time in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just because it's not normal now doesn't mean it can't be it can't be enjoyable later. Right. Right. Exactly. And, the, you know, I, I think there is going to be great enthusiasm for sports, amongst other things, 
uh, when folks can safely get back to to life a little bit. I think it's going to be, I mean, you know, making up birthday parties and family get-togethers and sports. I mean, you know, we, we hope after these times maybe we can have some joyous times in front of us because I think we're all going to be uh, in the mood to lighten things up a little bit. And I think sports can be a big part of that. As long as it's safe. Again, coming okay, back so to the safety part. Let me examine this a little more, what you just said, because that, that's really an interesting concept to me. Do you think because of the experience that people are having now and the anxiety, the worry, the concern, uh, not just those who are sick, but those who are worried about becoming sick, those who have suffered through, I mean, just difficult, difficult tragedies in their families uh, and worrying about the potentiality for that kind of thing, you think that will create in the public as a whole this desire to relish life even more and to take advantage of things that we may have taken uh, for granted earlier? I believe that, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think that- Including going to games. And, and going for a walk, like you said, or 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 gathering with people in, in, at a park, or like you said, having a party, or just doing all the things that so many of us had become accustomed to doing uh, at one time or another in our regular schedules. We're going out with friends to eat. Yep. You know, uh, I, my uh, my niece Gordon, uh, my niece had a birthday party or a birthday party, not a party, <clears throat> birthday <laughs> over the weekend, and of course we talked to her, uh, you know, via Zoom and and uh, got the whole family together virtually or whatever. But she was so, you know, I don't want to say sad because she wasn't wasn't sad and was happy. Everybody was wishing her happy birthday, but it just she was bummed. She can't, you know, we usually have a family dinner for birthdays. She couldn't do that. She couldn't be with her friends. You know, she couldn't do the things that it, she was turning or she's turning nine, that a nine-year-old just loves so much about their, their birthday. And, and we told her, we said, you know what, when this is all over, we're going to go wherever you want to go for dinner, and we're going to have the best time. And I, I, I would think a lot of families are thinking that way. You know, when, when better times are here, boy, are we going to make up for it. And in the meantime, hopefully they'll be able to bridge the gap, uh, you know, mentally, physically, uh, financially, uh, to get to that point. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being a nine-year-old and missing your birthday, basically? How horrible is that? I'm, You know, it's just, it stinks. It really stinks, uh, and you just feel you, for them, you know? I'm a stickler for the birthday, on the birthday. Even though you, you, know. you don't celebrate your own birthday on your birthday. You're a stickler for that, except for when it applies to, you know, it, when it hits close to home. <laughs> well, I did celebrate it on my birthday, but it just, there happened to be, an attendant day that was more convenient. More than one people. attendant day. And yes, that was always my point. It, it, whenever it's convenient to celebrate, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. And then you go ahead and do it, and then you try to hide it from us, which, of course, you knew would be impossible. Maybe we should have our listeners make a list of the things that they're missing right now, and then maybe prioritize that list and as soon as this thing gets uh, to the point where it's safe, man, just check off that list one by one as fast as you can. <laughs> uh, I wanna, we want to give a shout out. Coming up next, we're going to have one of our partner uh, profiles. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk to our friends at Zero Res, how they're you know, handling the need for folks to 
to clean and and be safe. We'll talk to them about that coming up next. But want to give a shout out to our friends at Syringa, Gordon Gabe, good friend of the show. He's coming to the studio a bunch. Syringa Networks, they're the home to complete business telecom IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SIA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. I don't know about you, Gordon, but, you know, internet bandwidth is at a premium these days, and it hasn't been perfect at our house. Can you imagine if you're a company dealing with this and having communication issues and then calling some big conglomerate company with customer service that is just dreadful? I mean, shout out to Gabe and the good folks at Syringa. They're a local company. You can call somebody up. They pick up the phone right now and take care of any problem you're having. So uh, they're they're doing fine work at Syringa. Special uh, shout out to them. There is nothing better than good customer service like that. Amen to that. All right, coming up next, a partner profile at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Drew Trost, head basketball coach at Juan Diego, on how they're coping with things uh, on the education front. He's also a math teacher, so we'll get to that at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. David Locke, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Gordon, I have a moral uh, a moral sports question for you that we'll get to at 4.30, okay? I mean, you are the, the uh, beacon of morality for the big show. And I, I'm curious as to what side of the line uh, a certain former quarterback would fall under. All right. All right. Well, uh, you want me to be judge and jury? You're, you're going to be King Solomon <laughs> at 4.30. Okay. Uh, so all stay right. tuned for that. Uh, it's all straight ahead here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of our day, of our day, of your day. Our day, that doesn't make any sense, Gordon. At least I uh, didn't give a a client's uh, uh, personal phone number out on the air yet today. Although we do have our partner profile coming up here in just a moment, so I'm going to do my best to not do that again. Uh, can I ask you this, Gordon? Do you think this oh. is, um, real quick, before we do that, do you think this is April Fool's or do you think this is true? Okay, this is a tweet from George Carl who said, Big news, I've been in talks with the Sacramento Kings about a front office role and associate coaching position. We have worked out a deal that will be announced tomorrow. Boogie Cousins will be rejoining me and the team at the same time. Let's go, Kings. That sounds like an April Fool's joke. That's got to be April Fool's, right? Because it ended really badly for George Carl uh, and Boogie Cousins, for that matter, in Sacramento. I gotta, I gotta think that one's. That's got to be April Fool's, right? Yeah, I'm not much in the mood for April Fool's. I'm not either. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that uh, that's got to be one. Yeah, I, uh, in fact, that was one thing about today. I've seen a few people online make April Fool's jokes, and mostly the reaction has been really uh, negative. <laughs> I hate I hate April Fool's, so i got to admit that I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that nobody's in the mood for it this year. Have you uh, ever fallen for one? I'm sure I have. I don't know. I try to keep my head down. I try to. I heard Austin's, uh, Austin and Tony's April Fool's from last year. I heard them replay that today. That was pretty funny. What was it? 
Tony give had our listeners give me. Give Tony me had made up a controversy in one of the Duke uh, games in the NCAA tournament. Like they counted a bucket that shouldn't have counted, or something like that, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of went with the thing like, "Oh, I, I can't believe they did that." And I don't know, it was pretty funny. Austin's the great, for the greatest, the, the greatest April Fool's joke I ever saw pulled off was that story by Sports Illustrated about uh, the, the the phenom pitcher that nobody had ever heard of. Was it Sid Finch? What was that guy's name? Sid, you know? Do I you don't remember? know. Mm-mm. Yeah, the guy threw remember? it 170 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, 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 it was ridiculous, but they they played that up like a regular profile slash feature in the magazine, and it really, uh, it really fooled a lot of folks. Hmm. All right, Gordon, uh, it's time for another partner profile. Let's get to it. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. Joining us now, Gordon, uh, he is the owner of a company that we've had a relationship with uh, here on the station for well over a decade. They've been here serving the community in uh, along the Wasatch Front. He is Jake Stone, owner of Zero Res, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake, how are you? How is everybody, family, everybody doing okay? Yeah, man, we're hanging in there. We're hunkered down, <laughs> trying to stay safe, and... Uh, yeah, just honestly trying to push through all of this crap, man. It's crazy. Well, let's talk about Zero Res' role in that, because I know, you know, cleanliness and those sorts of things are on the top of a lot of folks' minds, and I know you're still trying to help out as many listeners as, as you possibly can. Yeah, um, we're open. We're still running. Uh, we're doing everything that we can. Uh, we don't we don't congregate meetings anymore. We have all of our guys that kind of trickle in in the mornings and you know, we already have their keys and their, their phone and, and their, you know, everything that they need to get in their vans that have been disinfected and sanitized for them before they arrive. And then they go about their day doing everything they can, wearing masks, gloves, shoe covers, uh, and uh, keeping social distancing from, from anyone as they, you know, come to do the best that we can to help out. You know, the CDC recommends clean. And uh, that's what we do best. Uh, so we're we're doing our best to stay in business and, and get out there and help people uh, as best we can. Man, when you do that, it doesn't that lift the spirits of the entire family when you when you have that kind of clean everywhere you go inside your house. It does, um, and it's it's interesting. Uh, I I talk to the technicians on a regular basis, just saying, you know, how how are the customers seeming when you're in the home, and and at first. It's a little uncomfortable, right? As as you can imagine, with everything that's going on, you're someone's coming into your home, and that's 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 a little nerve wracking. Uh, but the you know, as soon as they start to interact a little bit and recognize that, you know, our our technicians are following protocol, they're doing everything they can to respect space and make sure that you know they keep they keep the distance and and we're cleaning. We're here, we're there to remove any contaminants not bring them in and the longer we're there that seems like the customers tend to get more and more comfortable and by the time we leave they i think they just that sense of relief that you know okay that feels good to make sure that we've worked clean and um you know and the idea of continuing to disinfect that which is something we also offer uh and can help with uh to get a clean first and then you can disinfect and that's 
uh, a great feeling. Our friend Jake is with us from Zero Res here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now, Jake, I've been using you guys, uh, as you know, for a long, long time. And, and Gordon and I have talked a lot about how, you know, in sports or, or, or business, uh, you know, people are having to adapt to this new reality right now. And I, I know you guys are, are in that same boat. However, I will say this, you know, customer service has been such a priority for Zero Res over the years. You know, I've experienced it firsthand. You guys have always been precautious uh, with things, including, uh, you know, your client's furniture, but uh, the shoe guards I've talked a lot about. I imagine, you know, uh, keeping things safe for the customer actually wasn't that big of a leap for you guys. No, um, this is something, you know, we, we adapt in all the time to, to make it so that, you know, the customer experience is, is what we need it to be, whether it's that we're cleaning a business, cleaning for a business or cleaning for a customer. Um, you know, a uh, uh, partner of you guys, the uh, Larry H. Miller practice facility. We all know what happened when everyone found out that Rudy and Donovan contracted COVID-19. You know, that whole place got shut down. And they came in and they cleaned it all. And then they, you know, we were scheduled to clean it that weekend uh, that everything happened. And so they, they postponed, uh, but we did it. We went back and we, we cleaned the carpet in that place. And, um, it's something that, you know, we want to provide that experience, not just for homeowners, but if you're a business owner out there and your offices are empty, this is the perfect time to take advantage of having us come in and, and make sure that when your employees are allowed to come back into that place, that it's clean and, and they don't have to worry about that. Man, that sounds good to me. I'll tell you that. It probably sounds good to everybody. It does. So we'd, we'd love to help in any way that we can. One thing I did want to bring up with you, uh, Jake, while we have you on the air, because I think this is, is really cool. You know, people are, are very aware of, of things like price gouging for, for obvious reasons. And I, I just want to highlight you guys at Zero Res. You're doing the same, actually a better deal, a better discount uh, for our listeners than you were before this whole uh, mess began. You're not a company that's going to all of a sudden take advantage of this high demand and raise your prices to to ludicrous levels. You guys not only have kept the same deal as before, but you've actually done it better. And I think that says a lot about you guys. Yeah, um, that's, that's definitely something that was important to us. Um, and we talked about that a lot as you know, the influx comes in and, and I'm sure it'll continue to go up. People's mindsets are changing. You know, they want clean, but we did not want to take advantage of this, uh, from, from people's, you know, everyone is being impacted by this. Everyone is. And, and so our goal was we really want to make that difference. So what's the best way we can do that? Well, let's try to get this as, as affordable as possible so that we can, we can help people out. And so we dropped it. We were originally at $33 per room residentially, um, and we made the decision to drop that to 25 So awesome. I don't think that we've ever done that before where it's dropped $8 uh, per room. I mean, that, you think about how many rooms we clean in a day, in a week, in a month, and, and that, that adds up. But ultimately for us, it's, it's worth it because it allows us to make that much more of a difference across the board. Well, Jake, we are very proud to be partners with you and your, uh, the, the good folks over there at Zero Res. You guys are great. We can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. And uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say keep up the good work, man. 
Yeah, no, we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, Jake. That was Jake Stone, owner of Zero Res. Here's the number to call him, 801-288-9376, 801-288-ZERO. I'll say it again, 801-288-9376, 801-288-ZERO. And you can also go online, ZeroResSaltLake.com, or if you're up north, ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Schedule your cleaning. Again, $25 per room. They've actually lowered their their prices during this whole thing, Gordon. And I tried to highlight that because I do. I, I think that says a lot about uh, ZeroRes as a company. Yeah, I, uh, price gouging to me is unconscionable right especially under these circumstances so to have people actually lower their prices pretty cool sounds pretty good yeah yeah pretty cool all right coming up next we're going to talk to drew trost he's the head basketball coach uh he's also a math teacher at juan diego high school we'll talk to him about uh, how they are still teaching their students and how the students are doing and gordon maybe we'll even slip a basketball uh question or two in there as well as we continue to try and talk a little sports where we can. We'll get to that coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.